it's a struggle. So I think the first thing, you know, if you're trying to bring more gratitude to your motherhood journey, don't feel bad if you're not grateful in every moment, because that's totally normal, right? Like we're not going to be, it's just, it's hard and it's wonderful all at the same time, but a lot of the time it just feels hard. Um, so I think something that's helped me in that respect is to just realize that that's normal. I don't need to look for gratitude in every moment of the day, but just try to find a few moments throughout the day. And I like to call them heart moments. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share new and different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Our guests come from many different and diverse backgrounds. And the one thing they all have in common is a passion for gratitude. I'm Julie Boyer, a gratitude and gut health expert, and I love showing you different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. So excited you've joined us for this week's episode. I'll be talking to Carly Nguyen about how to find gratitude in motherhood, especially when things aren't going as easily as you want them to. The truth about being a parent is that it's filled with ups and downs, and there are a lot of moments where you wonder if it's all worth it and if it's going to get any better. As the mom of a 12-year-old daughter, I understand that intimately. It's great that Carly and I have a conversation about this because it's been a while since we've talked about gratitude and parenting on the podcast. There's something I wanted to ask you. I've been doing this podcast now for almost three and a half years, and one thing that becomes a challenge when you've been doing a podcast for this long is finding great quality guests to interview. I'm so grateful for all the incredible guests I've had the chance to have on the podcast, and I wanted to ask you, who do you know who has a business based around gratitude, or has written a book about gratitude, or maybe has a story about how gratitude has been transformative in their life? If you know someone, I'd love to hear about them. Please get in touch with me via the podcast notes, or you can find me and message me on social media. I'm open and looking for new guests for the podcast as we go into this spring season. Let's get started with this episode on gratitude and motherhood with Carly Nguyen. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'm welcoming Carly Nguyen. Hello, Carly. Hi, Julie. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. Carly is a fellow writer. She is a blogger. And how she helps women is that she helps those women that are feeling lost in motherhood and really finding joy in motherhood. She is a former New York City fashion industry executive turned stay-at-home mom. She'll share that story with us. You know, she turned a pandemic layoff into a weekly blog and newsletter called Little Voice Big Matter. That's how we connected originally was through Carly's blog. And she has a lot to share about gratitude and motherhood, which is wonderful because I feel like it's a topic we haven't spent a lot of time on in the podcast in, you know, maybe even in the last year. So Carly is the perfect guest to share this with us because that's where she's been doing her work. And uh, yeah, so that's Carly. And, you know, I'd just love for you to share a little bit about your story kind of in your own words. I gave the overview, but yes, tell us your story. Yes, sure. Well, like you said, um, I'm a former fashion industry executive. 
who completely shifted gears back in um, October 2021 when I started my blog, Little Voice Big Matter, um, which focuses on helping and inspiring women to find more purpose, passion, joy, and positivity in their everyday lives. Um, But that's not really where my journey began. I would say back in March 2020, kind of when the world shut down for COVID, um, like you said, I lost my job. Um, and it was really the best thing that ever happened to me, honestly, because uh, I think being in lockdown allowed me to take a breather and really assess what truly matters to me and how I had been living my life up until that point. And I kind of realized I was exactly midlife. And I really didn't want to live the second part of my life in the same way. Um, you know, I have been feeling very unfulfilled in my career and kind of in life in general. Um, I am a mom to two boys, um, ages seven and 12. So that's a big part of my life. But and I have been feeling like I was just kind of like going through my days on autopilot, like going through my to-do list, anxious about getting everything done. Um, and I wasn't really living with a lot of intention and purpose and not really doing anything about it, just feeling bad about it and not taking ownership of my choices. Um, so yeah, so when we all kind of went on lockdown, having that extra time at home to really connect with myself in a way I hadn't done previously. Um, I started to embrace all the things that really did bring me joy, did make me, you know, feel that sense of purpose. And I realized that, you know, the really, the only person who had been holding me back was me. And I was finally ready to change that. It's like something clicked. I felt a significant shift in my mindset and how I viewed things, um, started prioritizing myself more. And that was really the impetus for Little Voice Big Matter, because if I was able to do that, I felt like I wanted to help other women be able to do that. And I could do it through writing, which was something I'd always enjoyed. I'd always been drawn to it. And so, yeah, I decided to, I decided to start my blog, focus a lot on self-care for moms. Um, like you said, um, how to rediscover yourself. If you're feeling lost in motherhood, make space for yourself in your own life, um, that sort of thing. Tell me a little bit about how you became a blogger though, because, you know, we're in a different stage of blogging, I would say. I, you know, there was definitely like a big heyday of blogging about a decade ago where mm-hmm. kind of everyone and their sister was blogging. And you came to blogging in a different period of time. And what I noticed about your blogs is you're very committed to the process. You take mm-hmm. a lot of time. This isn't just your own personal stories, although you include those. You do a lot of research and work ahead of time to get this blog prepared every week. So how did you come across this process? Um, you know, it's interesting. You said about a decade ago was probably the heyday. And that, not quite a decade, but almost a decade ago is when I first got interested in blogging. When I was a younger mom, I had you know, a baby at home and a preschooler. And it, when I really didn't know much about it at the time. And I started looking into it. And I was really intrigued because I always have been good at writing. And I love writing. Um, but I never did anything with it at the time. I just kind of stayed the course with my traditional career track. Um, and then when I got laid off, like I said, it was like, okay, well, what am I going to do differently? How do I want to change how I've been living my life? I want to do something that fulfills me. And writing came to me. And I thought, well, the online world is a great platform. I can start a website for pretty much nothing. Like, let's just try this and see where it leads. I really didn't know at the time if blogging would be what I would stick with or if it would lead me to something else. I'm still not sure 100%. Um, 
But yeah, and I mean, like you said, I do try to be very informative in my blogs. I try to always give my readers a lot of helpful information, things that help me or things I've researched that have been proven to help people. So I try to add a lot of value in my posts and, you know, I spend a lot of time on it and I love it. And I hope that, you know, just inspiring a few handful of moms out there that makes it worth it. Yeah. It's hard when we do things that are artistic and there is a lot of work that goes into it that is done for free. There is no Mm -hmm. financial compensation for a lot of writers, artists, photographers, right? I'm a photographer as well as a writer. And it's harder to, you know, it's on one hand, I think it's so important that we do things that bring us so much joy. And on the same hand, I think at the same time, it's like looking for ways to help us to support our families, to bring in revenue, doing the things that we love. And we've come to such a place where so much is expected for free. And it's like all Mm -hmm. these people like you and myself and so many others, content creators are putting in an enormous amount of time and you put out a really quality product. I think that's important to know is that your work is, like you said, it's well-researched, it's well-written and it's it's helpful. And you know, one of the one of your blog posts that caught my attention that I think really relates to the listeners right now is, you know, what if you don't feel grateful for every moment as a mom? Like how <laughs> because right, we're told, right? Especially when our, our kids are little, it's like be grateful for the moments now because oh my they'll God. grow up so fast, right? So yes. tell me more about that. Yes, I mean. How many of us can remember, you know, being in the thick of it and like some older mom comes up, like she completely forgot how hard it is. And it's just like, oh, cherish every moment. You know, it goes by so quickly. And yeah, it does. But, you know, when your kids are young and you're, it's just hard, it's a struggle. So I think the first thing, you know, if you're trying to bring more gratitude to your motherhood journey, don't feel bad if you're not grateful in every moment, because that's totally normal, right? Like we're not going to be, it's just, it's hard and it's wonderful all at the same time, but a lot of the time it just feels hard. Um, so I think something that's helped me in that respect is to just realize that that's normal. I don't need to look for gratitude in every moment of the day, but just try to find a few moments throughout the day. And I like to call them heart moments. You know, it's, it kind of makes sense because it's like a moment where it just kind of makes you stop and pause and warms your heart. And you get that like warm and fuzzy feeling inside. And you just feel grateful in that moment and you feel like a deep sense of peace and, you know, content with what you have. And so that's something that I think is really special just to try to find them one or two moments a day. And, you know, you might not even remember what it was the day before, but like just when you do find it in that moment, just like stop for a minute, pause, absorb it, you know, use your senses, feel mindful in the moment and just kind of cherish that. Yeah, I think that, suggestion to just pause and notice. This is Mm -hmm. a lot of what gratitude practice is, is about noticing things that we might just be rushing by otherwise, especially, well, when our kids are little, of course, a lot of it is just trying to stay alive and keep your kids alive. (laughs) Yes, literally. (laughs) Right. And then as we get older, you know, my daughter is 12 and we connect in different ways. We don't spend as much time together as we used Mm -hmm. to, although we've just made some changes in our lifestyle so that my daughter and I are spending more time together, which is awesome. And, you know, right before the podcast started, 
my daughter had something really important that she wanted to share with me. And she normally doesn't interrupt me when I was working, but she had this like big smile on her face and was just so excited to share something, you know, that personal with me. And so I paused for a minute, you know, took care of my daughter before we started. And I thought you said that thing about those moments of motherhood. And Mm -hmm. I was like, that was it right there. And I could have blown by it if I had been so focused on what you and I were doing, getting the podcast done. But Mm -hmm. instead I noticed that my daughter, you know, my 12 year old was asking for my attention. Yeah. You don't do as much. Of course. And you know, there are a lot of those moments throughout the day, right? That you could notice, but you don't. So, you know, and like I said, sometimes you won't even remember what your moment was from day to day. So another thing I've been doing that I think is really meaningful is I've kind of started logging, recording those heart moments because, you know, when you are having a hard day or like a hard time and you're just kind of feeling down on yourself, you can look back at all those moments that you wrote down over the past few months that warmed your heart and it kind of, it can lift you, lift your spirit and make you realize that you do have lots to be grateful for. Um, And also I think something, you know, that goes hand in hand with a gratitude practice, because that is in a sense, creating a gratitude journal of your motherhood, right? So something that goes hand in hand with a gratitude practice is when you do start, um, you know, having a gratitude practice where you are taking the time each day to acknowledge what you're grateful for, it kind of makes you notice even more so what you're grateful for. And it brings that to the forefront of your mind. It's kind of like that confirmation bias where like, if your brain believes something, you're going to look for more evidence to support it. So if you're consciously recording these heart moments each day, it's almost like it's going to have the effect of making you look for them. So you're going to notice them more, right? And it just makes it even that much better. I agree. It's like the soon as you set your attention to something, you're looking for it more and more. Just a little thing that I'm curious about in terms of how you're doing this. Is it something, do you record throughout the day or is it like an end of the day journaling thing? I'm sure both yes. are fine, but what? how do you do it? Mm-hmm. I usually do it at night before I go to bed. I'll just jot down one or two things in that day. But, um, you know, that just made me smile, warm my heart. And I think also the cool thing is like, what I've been doing, like each, it's only one or two sentences, but I've been leaving space on each page so that if I keep doing this down the road, let's say I come to this same day next year, we can write it on the same page uh-huh. and then I'll see my moment from the previous year. And then I'll kind of, you know, be something, a little bonus. Oh, that's neat. I hadn't thought about that. What a cool idea to sort of, yeah. it's like the Facebook memories, but exactly. Own- <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. It's true. I mean, I love a good Facebook memory, especially when you're doing something like right now, for example, as we're recording this, it's the first week of March. And I started a 30 days of gratitude challenge where for the month of March, I'm sending a card a day, a physical card in the mail Mm -hmm. to express my gratitude to people in my life. And I invited a bunch of people on Facebook to do it with me as well. So a year from now, right, I'll get those memories of a 30 days of gratitude. So I love it. I've never thought about doing yeah. that with a journal. That's so cool. Yeah. Right. So anyway. a smart idea. What a great Thanks. idea. Now, what other kind of ways would you support moms who are looking to integrate more of a gratitude practice into their lives? Because as you said, motherhood is really hard. Each mm-hmm. age and stage comes with different challenges and also comes with a lot of wonderful things as well. But just being a mom is hard. So yes. do you have any other ideas to share with us? Well, I think one of like the 
four principles that I write about a lot is just this concept of making space for yourself in your motherhood, right? Because if if you're completely lost and inundated and you have no time or space for yourself, it's really hard to feel grateful at all. So um, yeah, so I call it like creating margins for yourself in motherhood, right? Like taking the time, finding ways that um, you can prioritize yourself. So number one, you don't lose sight of who you are and get lost in motherhood, as we say. Number two, you're less likely to feel overwhelmed and get burnt out. And it makes it easier to be grateful and find those heart moments if you have taken that time and that space for yourself and you're coming from a place of love and calm and, mm. you know, and gratitude. So um, what does that look like? I can mm, give you some yeah, ideas that work I, for me. You know, what's interesting yeah, I would love to hear a little bit more about that because I've not heard of that concept before, like finding the margin. So mm-hmm. how does that look like for you in a day, for example? Yeah, I mean, well, just like to give your listeners just an overall, I guess, idea or better idea of the concept. It's kind of, it's about self-care, right? But self-care doesn't have to be like taking a bath. It could be, but you know, self-care is really just about making space for yourself in your own life so that you can enjoy your life, right? Not putting yourself last on the totem pole all the time. So for me, um, one of the things that I've done, I have a blog post about this called uh, What Makes You Healthy List. This is something that's been really powerful in my life because like I remember back to a conversation not that long ago that I had with my husband when I was kind of in between jobs. I had been home with my kids for a while. And at that point, like they were a lot younger, Uh, But we were coming out of the toddler years and I was kind of feeling really lost. Like all I did was take care of kids all day. And like, you know, was that it? You know, what about me? What do I do now? Like, do I go back to work? And I was just really lost and down on myself. And my husband was like, you know what? Don't worry about like a career right now. Why don't you just try to figure out what makes you happy? Like ask yourself, what makes you happy? And it was like eye-opening because I literally was speechless. I was like, you know, besides things I had to do with my children, I really couldn't come up with anything. So it's like, I had no margin for happiness anymore. And like, did I ever? And that kind of made me, you know, pause for a minute and be like, wow, I need to change something. And so since then, I mean, it wasn't, it didn't happen overnight, but since then I've kind of managed to, you know, define for myself, what are those elements that make me happy in my life? Things that bring me joy. Um, And it's really about creating like rituals and routines that help you feel grounded that help you feel like you're a priority in your own life and that you're doing things to take care of your mental space and your well-being. So it's kind of like your own personal happiness formula. What combination of tools and resources work for you? So like some of the things for me, that something that I've been doing for the past over a year now, that's one of the most important things I do for myself. And I never thought I would ever do this because I'm not a morning person is I wake up at 5.30 now. So I have a full hour sometimes even longer before I have to get my kids up and for the rush of everything begins where I just sit, I drink my coffee in peace. These days, since it's cold, I've been putting the fireplace on and it's just like really peaceful and beautiful. I'll journal, I'll read. I listened to your um, meditation that you recorded recently on the beach, which was so beautiful. I did that this morning. Um, so yeah, my early morning ritual is one of those things in my happiness formula. Um, joyful movement. I exercise almost every day, but I not like I used to in years past where I would like push myself, burn those calories, you know, give it your all. It's like, 
No, I exercise in a way that's joyful for me, something that I want to do that makes me feel good. And I really love biking. So, you know, I have a Peloton, I do that, or I'll bike outside when it's nice. I love walking outdoors. Um, I've recently been doing yoga and I really enjoyed that. So that's another thing in my happiness formula, joyful movement. Um, My journaling practice, I try to journal each morning, just kind of like stream of consciousness journaling. I will also set an intention for the day. I will list three things I'm grateful for. um, And also, you know, my heart moments journal that I do at the end of the night. So all of those things are my happiness formula, but it could be something as simple as like a playlist of songs that makes you happy that you put on as you're doing chores around the house or cooking dinner. Um, it's just those that combination of things that make you happy and um, try to do as many of them as you can on a daily basis. And that's kind of how you create those margins for yourself in motherhood by making sure you're taking care of you first and foremost. Carly, you just shared some incredible ways to create those margins for yourself, ways that I hadn't really thought of. And what I've noticed throughout your story is this theme of finding and doing things that bring us joy. And for so many of our listeners, doing things with joy is not something that they are used to doing. Mm -hmm. We have been taught that what's most important is actually our productivity and that our worth is based by how much we can produce, how much money we can make, you know, what, what dollar value do we have in the marketplace and this ability to look at things from a different perspective, which is what is it that brings me joy and having joy in our lives. It's almost revolutionary. And you, it sounds so simple when you say it, but it is a really different way of looking at things. I love what you said about exercise too. Mm -hmm. I'm a former triathlete. I pushed myself to finish three full Ironman triathlons. I like I can't even remember the person or the body that did all of that. I know I certainly pushed myself a lot to do that kind yeah, of exercise. Sure. Yeah. And now the only exercise I can really do without causing pain is simple walking and gentle movement. And that's where I'm at. And instead of feeling guilty about it, I love what you said about finding those things that bring you like doing the movement that brings you joy. Mm -hmm. So that's amazing. I love that your partner also years ago gave you the space to look for work that brought you joy. That is, that is truly a gift. How long have you been with your husband? Oh my gosh. Um, I have to remember (laughs) almost 23 years because we started dating in October of 2000. Oh my God. We've been married. Yeah. We'll be married six, 16 years. I think 16 years this May. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we've almost like grown up together. So he's kind of seen my evolution, right? Because I wasn't always this, you know, joy seeking (laughs) person that I am today. And I realized like, like I said, you know, that the whole lockdown and that having that space to just like tune out the outside noise and really reassess what matters to me. It was like, I don't, want to live the second part of my life in the same way. Like I want to have more joy in my life. I want to, you know, just feel happier on a daily basis. And that's within my control, you know? So it's kind of been my mission. Oh, I love that so much. Uh, We definitely want to encourage our listeners to check out your blog. What is your website directly? 
It is littlevoicebigmatter.com. And I'll tell you why I chose that name if you don't mind. Of course, please do. Yeah. So I have felt for a large part of my life that I kind of ignored that little voice inside of me telling me that I could be more, to do more, that you know something wasn't right, that I needed to shift gears. I ignored it for a long time. And you know, that little voice really can matter in a big way. So that's little voice, big matter. Ooh, I finally started listening. (laughs) Yeah. That's such a great, great name for a blog. And you mentioned that you've put together a resource that our listeners, especially the mom listeners uh, might actually find very helpful. So tell me about that. Yeah, sure. It has to do with creating those margins in motherhood and learning how to prioritize yourself. Um, you know, cause I think a lot of us have a hard time doing that. It wasn't always this easy for me. Uh, usually there is like one main area you struggle with most or like one main roadblock that holds you back from being able to prioritize yourself. So I've created this quiz on my website. You can go onto my site. You can take the quiz to help you identify what your particular roadblock is. And then I've put together a free guide that I will send you that goes along with it. It'll walk you through how to move past your roadblock and start creating space for yourself and start creating those margins in motherhood. Thank you. So that hopefully, sounds, yeah. Yeah. Easy to access through your website. And when you're visiting the website, you know, take a look at her incredible blog posts. Like I said, there's so much there and it's content that's well-written and well put together and great guidance for moms. And listen, if you're not a mom and you're wondering if this content applies to you, I can pretty much guarantee that most of us parent or not, are missing joy in our lives. And so what guidance Carly has shared today applies to all of us, right? Looking for more joy in our lives. I mean, sometimes it's even harder for those without children because they work even more. They pick up the slack because they don't have kids and they're, you know, supposed to Mm -hmm. be there when someone else is sick because, you know, someone else needed the time with their kids and all these things that come with the being child-free, which is also robbing them of joy, right? Yeah. I mean, I'll just say my sister is not a mother, but she reads my blog religiously and she tells me all the time how much my content helps her. Because, you know, it's not just about motherhood. It's about self-care and making space for your life, no matter if you're a mother or not. So, you know, the self-care, the prioritizing yourself, self-love, wellness. I write a lot about that sort of thing as well. I think it's applicable to all of us. Absolutely. Carly, you've shared so many wonderful different practices, some of your you know, gratitude practices, some that I haven't heard before. As we wrap things up, is there something you'd like to leave our listeners with, like a point of guidance or a gratitude tip that you'd like to share? Um, so we just say, just think about the fact that creating those margins for yourself and creating that space for yourself in your life is your responsibility, right? No one's going to do it for you. So take ownership of it and just do it. It's worth it. Um, You know, being a mother, especially, you can't be your best version for your kids, for your family, if you're not well taken care of. So just know that, like they say, self-care is not selfish. It truly isn't. It's how you best take care of everyone else. If you're thriving, if you're doing well as a person, then you can instill that in your kids. You can model that for them. It's the best way to take care of everyone else. Yeah, I agree. It is 
We are long past the point of pushing ourselves to exhaustion and not caring for our bodies and our mind mm-hmm. and ourselves before we try and care for anyone else in our lives. So these are amazing tips, really helpful for this community. Carly, I just want to say thank you so much. I encourage our listeners to visit your website, littlevoicebigmatter.com and get that free resource as well. So thanks so much, Carly. Thank you. They can also find me at Little Voice Big Matter on Instagram and Facebook too. Same handle. Awesome. All those uh, links will be in the show notes as well a link as a link to get Carly's newsletter, which is a wonderful way to make sure you don't miss any of her amazing blogs. Thank you. Thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. I appreciate you. If you're not already following us on your favorite app, make sure you click on the check or follow podcast so you'll be alerted every time there's a new podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode and want to help us grow, here's some easy things that you can do. You can leave a review on your favorite app. You can share this podcast with a friend and send it directly. And you can also share through social media. Feel free to tag me on any posts in your stories and I'll repost. Thank you to Paul Tedeschini for doing the post-production audio for the podcast. And one last thing, I hope you're choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.